Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. Now this episode's topic may seem obvious. Test riding is running through a test and training is what you do on a daily basis. But this is wrong. There is so much more to test riding than just running through a test. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about what the difference is between training your horse and test riding your horse, why it's important to combine both these types of riding into your training sessions, and practically as well, what you can do within your sessions to make sure that you're covering both bases. Let us know what you think of this episode by sharing and tagging us in it. You can find us at Decomplicating Dressage on both Instagram and Facebook. And our inbox is always open if you have any questions about the topics that we cover in these episodes. Also, if you wait until the very end of this episode, I'm also sharing some very exciting information. Um, So stay tuned for that too. So let's start at the very beginning then with what the difference is between training and test riding because they're two they're two very different skills. Training is about improving your horse and your riding. It's basically about making your horse feel better, whether that's making them feel more reactive to your leg or making them feel stronger or making them feel more supple. Every horse will have weaknesses and when we look at how they feel this is what we want to improve. When we improve something though, the general rule of thumb is that you come across a problem or an issue or a weakness, you work out how to fix it using methods, techniques, exercises, and you see improvement by using this exercise. And then it's that improvement that you then work on becoming more consistent. But this whole process takes time. It doesn't happen in the space of a few seconds or a few minutes. It generally takes days, weeks, months, even years, depending on what you're doing. Training a horse is about finding their weaknesses and then working on them. But during this process, the horse might make mistakes. You might have to correct them. You might have to show them how you want them to do it. And you might go through a messy stage where the horse just isn't strong enough or they don't quite understand what you want of them. When making your horse feel better, you might not know how it should feel, or you might not know how to actually achieve the feeling that you want. And this is when our trainer comes in. 
they're the people who are going to give us the tools so we know what feeling we're aiming for and also how to get that feeling. So, for example, let's say your horse's weakness is their suppleness. You might use leg yields to improve this, but in training, your aim is that the leg yield creates a more supple horse and then you reward your horse when it becomes more soft and supple. It's about making your horse feel better. You end up being less fussed about when you're starting the leg yield and when you're finishing it and whether that leg yield is suitable for a test. If it makes your horse feel more supple, then you've achieved your goal. But if you want to be able to go out and ride an elementary test, you also need to make sure that you can ride a leg yield that looks good too. Can you start it and finish it when you want? And can you do that leg yield in a good test quality that the judge will be looking for? And this is where your test riding comes in. It's all very well you being able to do a beautiful transition or an amazing canter pirouette or leg yield when everything feels great and your horse feels set up for it. But are you actually able to set your horse up yourself and do the movement when you want, how you want, not just when everything clicks into place? Test riding is about riding your horse through a movement or through a series of movements where you set them up and you ride them as you would in a test at a competition. And by this, I mean no waiting around until the way of going feels just right and no coming out of the movement when it doesn't feel great. You need to be able to ride the movement at the marker and either learn to set the horse up to be able to do that movement well or learn how to deal with it when you can't. Now, preferably, an ability to be able to both set your horse up and also deal with it when it goes wrong is ideal. Obviously, we need to be able to do both. We need to use our training to make our horse feel good and feel rideable and strong and supple. And this is no doubt going to help us in our test riding because it's going to allow us to be more accurate. It's going to allow us to have more control over our horse. So we're able to ask our horse to be straighter, to have more shoulders leading in the leg yields or half passes, to do a more reactive transition because we've put that training in place that our horse feels good and rideable and able to do what we're asking of them. We're able to manipulate them and move them around. But test riding is also about making our horses look good. It doesn't matter how it feels. There are no marks in the test for how it feels. It's about making it look effortless and easy and accurate. Now, some people obviously say that you should be able to do both at the same time, that you should be able to use the leg yield to improve your horse's suppleness, whilst also making sure that you're selecting when you will start and finish the leg yield and that it is of a good quality. Now, my personal opinion is that is way too much to think about. And what riders then end up doing is none of it because your focus on your accuracy will mean that you don't quite get the suppleness. And by not getting the suppleness, you're not going to be able to get a good quality leg yield because you're not going to have that feeling that your horse is rideable and that you're able to control them. So let's look at the benefits of both test riding and training then. Test riding teaches you how to set your horse up for a movement. It teaches you how much time you need and also helps you learn what you need to do if your horse isn't set up and you still have to ride that movement. 
It teaches the rider a real awareness of their riding and their horse. And it teaches them to think, why did that transition go well? Or what did I do differently there that meant that I lost the movement or the way of going? And by being so analytical about it, we become better at knowing what we need to do when, what works and what doesn't work. Test riding is a real skill. Yes, it's about preparation and setting your horse up and working out what you need to do to make sure each movement pays off. But it's also a bit about damage control. When things go wrong, how do you get it back as quickly as possible? Or how do you make it look like nothing's gone wrong in the first place? Everyone can ride a good halt transition when the horse is set up for it. Whether that's naturally, for example, if the horse is coming a bit slow in the trot or is collecting, or if the horse has been set up through an exercise. But as soon as we start saying we want to halt at a specific point, it then becomes the rider's job to set that horse up for that transition. And they can't rely on waiting for that right moment or for an exercise to do the job for them. And this is why test riding is so important, because it teaches the rider when they do it for the first time that actually they don't have the ability they thought they did to set the horse up for the movement. It also gives them practice and the ability to then, once practiced a couple of times, be able to set the horse up themselves without relying on an exercise or waiting for the right moment, which is so easy to do when we are training. And ideally, the moment when the rider thinks, actually, I can't set my horse up for this movement, I don't have as much control as I thought I did, we want that realisation to happen at home, not halfway through a test. And by test riding, you'll have loads of practice. So when you do get in those whiteboards, you are an absolute pro at setting your horse up to perform that movement to the best of their ability. So having said all this, training is still really important. I always think of training as the messy part of dressage and test riding as the perfecting pretty part. When I train, my main goal is just to get my horse to try and give it a go. Yes, they might not get it right or they may get confused or they might not be strong enough yet to do it to necessarily make it look good, but that's fine. The aim for a training session is for the horse to leave that arena feeling easier and better to ride than before. Whether that's more reactive or more supple, or they understand a bit more about how they're supposed to go. I always think of training as the first step. You train the horse how to do a circle or a transition. You show them how you want them to go. You correct any mistakes you come across and you get them confident in the movement or way of going. Then you test ride it, and this is the second step. You find out what you need to do to set the horse up and how much time you need to be able to do that. You practice being able to ask for it at a marker and to stop it at another marker. You practice your ability to control that movement and your horse in that movement. So basically, you need both test riding and training skills. And this is why a lot of people say that you should be training at a level above where you are riding in a test because this training part is messy and it takes a bit of time and then you perfect it when you do your test riding. So what is the problem then that most riders have with this combination of test riding and training? I think every rider will prefer riding their horse one way or the other 
Some love to train and progress their horse. They like teaching them and showing them how they want them to go. If they don't get the reaction they want, they come back, they repeat. These riders tend to avoid test riding. They will ride a half pass. If it goes wrong, come out of it, regroup, get the way of going right, and then re-enter into that half pass. What they don't do is carry on in that half pass as if they were in a test and try and figure out how to fix it or still make it look like a test quality half pass. On the other end of the scale are the riders who love test riding. They are always working on the accuracy of their transitions, being at the right marker and their circles being the exact right size and shape and their centre lines being dead straight and so on. What they avoid is training their horse, introducing new movements or improving the way of going, which we know when you start can be messy and awkward until it's established. And for these riders, they tend to avoid that because they know they have to go through that messy stage and that could potentially implicate then their test riding. Generally, if you don't test ride at home, you are going to be better at training. Test riding is a skill that comes with practice. And if you don't test ride at home, the only practice that you will get at this is at a competition. So let's say you compete every single weekend for a month. You're going to get a maximum of four practices in to test ride. But then you probably train two, three, four times a week. So you will get at the least twice as much practice at test riding your horse than test, sorry, twice as much practice at training your horse than test riding. If not, it's going to be triple or quadruple the amount of practice. And this is why it's really important that we incorporate test riding into our training schedule with our horse throughout the week so that we can get more practice in to be able to get better at test riding. So how do we actually do this then? How do we incorporate test riding into our training sessions? And what does it look like practically to train our horse and test ride? Like we've said, there are pros and cons to both, which is why it's so important to be able to do both. The easiest way to do this is to just have dedicated training sessions and dedicated test riding sessions. In the training sessions, you work on you and your horse, how it feels, the way of going, learning new movements, or generally just improving your horse and your riding. In your test riding sessions, you're gonna work on how it looks. You can run through specific parts of a test or you can run through a whole test, but the focus is on the accuracy, the straightness, keeping the rhythm through the test, your control to be able to ask for the movement and finish the movement, how you set your horse up so they're able to perform the movement at the marker, how to make it look good from someone on the ground. You can take a part of the test you next have to do and run through it. You can then zero in on the weaker areas and ask yourself these questions. What movements were inaccurate or lacking in quality? Did I set my horse up correctly with enough time for that movement? What movements were accurate and good quality? And what did I do then in my setup that worked well? You come away then with far more knowledge about what you need to do to set your horse up in the best possible way for the best possible quality of movement that looks great from the ground. 
So when you come to do your test, you know exactly what to do when. If you come across a specific movement you have trouble with, take that movement out of the test and focus on it alone. This is where you train it. Find the weakness or what's going wrong, improve it, and then put it back into your test riding to work out how to set your horse up and get it back when it goes wrong. The other option is for you to switch between test riding and training within one session. And that's kind of what we just spoke about before. So, for example, if we stick with the let's stick with a half pass. You start by training the half pass and you work on the way of going in it, the suppleness, the rhythm, the engagement, and you do whatever you need to do to get a really nice, easy, rideable half pass. Whether that's you can use exercises or you can come out of the half pass when you lose the quality, you can reestablish the way of going and then go back into it. You spend time improving the quality of the half pass and the horse comes away feeling more confident about what they're actually supposed to do. Then you test ride the half pass. You ride a test line. So you pick a point where you want to start the half pass and you pick a point where you want to end it. If it goes wrong, you practice being able to fix it in the half pass. You practice having to ride whatever you've got at that moment in time. So you're still separating how you ride. You start with the training and then halfway through the session, you swap to test riding it. And the difference here is that you can't swap back between them because that's going to be what you naturally want to do. When that half pass starts to go wrong and you're test riding, you're going to want to come out of that, go back into training and then go again. But then you're not going to be very good at practicing what to do when that half pass goes wrong. And then what are you going to do when that half pass goes wrong in a test? Both test riding and training are super important and they both have their strengths and weaknesses. So it's so important that you use them both in your training. They are both skills that are needed to be a great rider and trainer of your horse. And by not doing one of these as much as you should, you could be hugely limiting your progress, both in training and in the competition arena. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share it and tag me in it and let me know what bits you found most helpful or that you're going to be putting into your training. I'd love to know whether you are more a training rider or a test riding rider. I'm definitely more a training rider, so I am adding in far more test riding sessions and test riding parts into my training. And I am very good at stopping a test riding session to go back to training, which is something I'm really working on. Before you go, though, I want to tell you about the training hub that is going to be launching on the Decomplicating Dressage website on the 30th of May. Now, I've always tried to keep what I do um, separate to this podcast. I don't want it to be like one of those podcasts that basically ends up being like a glorified advert. But having said that, this platform is something that I have spent a good six or seven months now creating and generally think that this could really help you in your training. The hub is going to be about giving you the tools to become a confident, knowledgeable trainer of your horse. Practically, what this means is that we give you ways that you can improve your dressage knowledge. We give you training sessions, we give you exercises, we give you resources. There's so much available for everyone that joins us. 
Now, the reason why I'm telling you this now is that we have a wait list up that people who are interested in joining can sign up before we launch. And by doing this, this gives you a seven day free trial and also gives you access to the platform a whole seven days before everyone else. But we are going to be closing this waitlist on the 23rd of May. So that's pretty much a week from now. So if you would like to join us, then you can head to the website, decomplicationdressage.com and join the waitlist. And then you will get an email a week before we launch with all the details on how to access it a week before everyone else. And also your code that's going to get you that seven day trial. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys, and I will see you next time. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.